right, we're ready in three, two, one. Welcome to the possum time. Get sadder every time. <laughs> well, here we are. Welcome to episode six of the Possum Times movie cast, and we've got a a treat for you. Tonight we're going to be talking about the smash hit <laughs> Labyrinth. I'm sitting alongside the usual crew. Across the table from me here is... Hello, I'm Pop Pop. <laughs> and to my right is... The Red Bandit. And just to get, just to dive right in, Pop Pop is going to give us a brief plot synopsis <laughs> of the film. Brief. <laughs> Young Sarah is left home alone by her parents since she has to babysit her little brother Toby. Mm -hmm. But the baby creep keeps crying and Sarah, while telling him a story to make him sleep, inadvertently conjures from a fantasy world the Goblin King who steals the child and brings him to his castle in the middle of a labyrinth. Sarah has to rescue him before midnight or the baby will become a goblin. Hmm. It's kind of unclear. It's just that David Bowie is going to take the baby. Yeah, it was unclear to me, too, what would actually become of the baby. Do you think he would actually supersede Bowie in the throne? Uh, that's possibly. Eventually? Yeah. So he, he was, was like the, the goblin prince. Yeah, yeah. At some point, it just seemed like they were either going to eat it or, like, <laughs> rip it apart <laughs> or, like, a lot of pretty disturbing things. Yeah, I well, mean, put that baby's smell on me. Smell <laughs> on me. No, dance, magic, dance, jump, magic, jump. But baby, put that spell on me or something. Spell or <laughs> smell? No, I, I don't know. But, the, but the smell last is inappropriate. Line is, put that baby's spell on me. Smack that baby. Make him bleed. Wow! Wow! So there was going to be a bloodletting. Oh yes, it was going to become R-rated very quickly. Well, I think this leads us directly into the main themes of the movie, Red Bandit. Okay. Uh, first theme is be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. So she. She wanted to get rid of the baby, you know, it was such a, a pain, but it ended up being a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, be careful. Mm -hmm. You might you might get what you actually asked for. Mm -hmm. Second theme is the importance of friends. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, people who she thought were sort of unimportant ended up helping her and saving her. Like her stepmother? Well, not, not so much the stepmother, but... Uh, Bilbo, or what was the giant? <laughs> hog, hog, hogan? No, that's the dwarf. Oh, the, uh, the oh, Ludo. Yeah. Ludo. No, Ludo. Bluebo. Ludo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the big giant guy. Yeah, yeah. He came in useful. Um, the, the fox dude. What was the? Fo what are these names? Pop pop. pop <laughs> Sir something, Higglesbottom. <laughs> <laughs> You're butchering this, uh, Sir Hickle's bottom and, and Bilbo and and, uh, and Hogwarts, Malop Chop, <laughs> Malop Chop, yeah, 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 the little worm that was Malop Chop, <laughs> that was the worm. So a lot of friends helped her friends, out. Yeah. And then friends, yeah. The final theme was life's not fair. Yeah, you know. She tried to uh, play by what she thought were the rules, and the labyrinth just screwed her over. And mm -hmm. it was only when she got, uh, when she took action to her own hands, when she started to play dirty, that she got ahead in the labyrinth. Mm -hmm. And you really do see Sarah's character develop. I mean, she goes from this petulant 
teenager with her head in the clouds at the beginning of the film to a really you know strong-willed and poised young lady at the end. Staring down David Bowie. Yeah, I mean, considering the fact she, that she was 15, that Jennifer Connelly was 15 when she filmed this. Considering the size of the package. Probably, yeah, I mean, <laughs> considering the difficult conditions in which she uh, had to had to film and, and interact with David Bowie, who was just so freaky uh, throughout the entire film. Um, great bangs all the way through. Great bangs, enormous package. Eye makeup, enormous package. Enormous package. A lot of feathers on his costumes, yeah. a lot of feathers. He was a very fancy, fancy man. I, I, just to, to go a little bit more chronologically, I mean, we open the film, the opening credits I found quite powerful because we see this incredible owl just flying, flying all around the, the names in the opening credits. and Dive bombing. It's, yeah, it's not long before we learn who the owl is. And it turns out that, that the Goblin King, Bowie, is actually a shapeshifter. Yeah. And his his companion animal, or whatever you'd call it, is is this this owl. Like T-3000. His um, Patronus. That's right. His Patronus is the owl. Exactly. Something that struck me uh, that Pop-Pop was, was mentioning is just in the beginning with Jennifer Connelly, or what's it, Sarah's petulance. Yeah. She never stopped talking. I mean, the first yeah. 40 minutes was basically a monologue. Good God. It, it, took, it took a long time. but A whiny monologue. A whiny monologue. Yeah. That's typical of a teenage girl, yeah. right? Sorry, I don't mean to offend the teenage girls in our audience. But <laughs> Life's not fair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe stereotypical. everything! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she wished her baby brother away is uh, pretty, pretty unsettling. Pretty harsh. But, yeah. I mean, she does, she does operate in a bit of a dream world. You know, we get a good, a good picture of her room, her bedroom. We see all the, the books that she reads. They're all Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, the Escher paintings all around. Yeah. An unsettling number of dolls. Yeah, not, a little worrying for a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She uh, so she's obsessed with these fairy tales and and it's not long before she wishes the the baby away and it's up to uh, the Goblin King Bowie to grant her to grant her this wish and another major theme or major recurrence in the film is the dominance of Bowie's music. Yeah, yeah. there are a lot of there are a lot of epic Bowie songs. Not always the most seamless interjections into the movie lyrically. Little synth in the background. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's you know perhaps uh, just because I have to keep involving Highlander in every every episode of the Possum Cast. You know perhaps it's similar to Queen in Highlander, and it's kind of is a driver and sets the pulse of the labyrinth. Yeah, guides it all together. I have a I have a theory. I'm just gonna gonna throw it out for your reaction. I, I actually was initially thinking one way about this, and then I, I kind of blew my own mind by thinking about this <laughs> deeper. The, you know, the other the, the other movie that Jen, Jennifer Connelly is best known for is Requiem for a Dream, and I and thought Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and Pearl Harbor. <laughs> but you know, I thought maybe this movie is actually just an acid or a drug trip within the movie Requiem for a Dream. So Holy for for crap. our listeners, yeah. if they were to if they were to actually just watch the first hour of Requiem for a Dream, press pause, pop in Labyrinth, <laughs> watch it all of Labyrinth, <laughs> and then go back and resume Requiem for a Dream, you'll you'll have a complete film. It's really a companion. And then I as I thought about it further, I was like, no, you know, maybe maybe this happened first in Labyrinth while Jennifer Connelly was a was a young girl. And that's what drove her to the drugs in Requiem. 
So I'd like it if yeah, you two yeah, could yeah. could do a point counterpoint and, and let me. know I think your you thoughts. gotta watch Labyrinth backwards and then Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> okay, all right. Pop, pop. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you were to to actually describe the plot in words to to anyone, I mean, in, I mean, is sort of forty thousand foot view or micro level view, like, oh, and then she went to a masquerade ball in a bubble. Yeah, I mean that kind of stuff. First, and then there was a talking worm that invited her in. For yeah, tea. yeah. I mean, it it is absolute insanity, um, mm-hmm. and it isn't that funny sometimes. But there is comedy. Um, I, I laughed out loud. Well, there's more a lot than of once. comedy, but there's also a lot of rape themes <laughs> in this. I mean, the latex hands, mm-hmm. um, those creepy skinny little birds. That those are like you know the talking those can, worm. The, yeah, those can be seen as like yeah. Can we talk about know, how like, disturbing those birds were? Like tripped out like meth heads in the favela. I mean, all of this was just this thin veneer of insanity over so real life terror. She's tripping acid, roaming through the favela, yeah, and seeing like all these taking things. Taking off people's heads and stuff. Like, it's not... I mean, isn't this the whole thing with Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz? Isn't it all part of the same toxic brew? Yeah, a dark edge to fantasy. As long as we're talking about toxic brew, I, I'd like to really delve deeply into the bog of eternal stench. Oh, yeah. Don't um, stick your foot in. No, it'll stink for a long time. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Forever. I mean, what when when I was looking, like really looking closely at what was in that bog, uh, I mean, it was it was pretty upsetting. I mean, what did you think, Pop Pop? What did you see when you looked at that bog? <laughs> what What is the plural of anus? Is it anine? <laughs> Sphincter. Sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very suggestive shapes. Um, you know, in which, sounds. <laughs> yeah, in sounds, and I don't know if little kids should really be sort of watching that. Um, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like really all, disturbing. I mean, she was about to be lowered into it. She was. Yeah. And that was just before she ate the the fresh peach. Yes. Yeah, that had the worms in it. The forbidden fruit. Another sexual metaphor. And then went to the trash heap. (laughs) For having indulged in the forbidden (laughs) pleasure of the peach. Right then. I, I thought I thought that there was a lot of comedy in the movie. I laughed out loud a lot. I thought that Ludo really stole the show with his commentary. He always lets you know what things smelled like at any time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And who his fr- he knew who his friends were, which was one of your big, big themes. Yeah. I thought that there were a lot of, of life lessons throughout. Uh, you named a couple in your themes. F- some of them are, are really spelled out for us. You know, uh, it's just life not being fair all the time. And sometimes you feel like you're going nowhere or you're going backwards, but you're actually making more progress than you realize and you're going exactly where you need to go. I mean, these are things that are very deep and worth worthy of reflection. Yeah, and also just an amazing amount of forgiveness amongst Sarah. Yeah. You know, forgiving Huggles, Hugglesworth mm-hmm. for betraying her. Yeah. Open heart. What did we think of him? In fact, he's I a sh- complicated character. Yeah, yeah. He he's complicated. He's torn. Yeah. He's got a lot of a lot of gems. Yeah, he's driven between, you know, sort of greed, self-interest, cowardice, but a desire to redeem himself and to be a good person yeah. and to make friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pop, pop? Yeah, Hoggle is, Hoggle is every man. He's the every man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, worried about living up to uh, high expectations, 
always racked by guilt um, and, you know, feelings of inadequacy. You know, when the going gets tough, he is the one getting going. Yeah, every man. Trying to get some bling. Every man. Hmm. Let's talk about the crystal balls. I know that that was the, the trickery was done by expert juggler Mike Motion, who was actually a next-door neighbor of Penn Jillette growing up, and they're good friends, another expert juggler. Hmm. <laughs> I thought that he was, you know, it, it must have taken ages to master the, the ball. How many, bowling. he had the four balls at one point? Yeah, that's a lot like of balls. Three and I think that they were, on they were all in Bowie's pants at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there was some package stuffing going on? I don't know, I think that was all Bowie. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> really distracting. <laughs> they really filled the screen. <laughs> Uh, Back to the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I mean, the balls, Bowie's balls, like, whatever. They're <laughs> in your face. It's kind of inappropriate. I'm not, it isn't really going to be a turnoff for me, as, as, as you guys know. <laughs> I'm, a, on. I'm a huge Bowie fan. So anytime, you know, whether it's Labyrinth or whether I'm flipping channels, like, I, I come across David Bowie, I, I stop flipping channels. Like, anytime he enters my life, my day-to-day life, I want to hang on to it because it's a blessing. Do you, do you However, wish you were in the masquerade ball? Is, yes, I do. Yeah. As thrilled as I was, though, about Bowie being in almost every scene, the balls really made me furrow my brow. So I was really excited and confused. Okay. Um, do you think it was because they were used for different things within the movie? You know, at some oh, point... I'm talking about his actual anatomical balls. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were really in our face. Really in our face. I, I thought the really shots were framed pretty like nicely around it. Yeah. Well, we I saw mean, we saw a lot of different angles. Well, that that brings me to my financial tips. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, I was just about to cue you up for <laughs> for the possum time smart money smart tip money. Of the week. It's time for smart money tip of the week from the possum times with the red bandit. Smart money tips. Things to invest in. Get your notes ready, readers. Uh, the first thing is writing pants. <laughs> they really frame the package nicely. <laughs> Good style. Uh, will last for a long time. Multi-purpose. Get some. Yeah. Um, the second thing to consider investing in is David Bowie's back catalog. <laughs> synth, <laughs> synth will always be around. Amen. And the third thing is computer graphics. I really think there's potential there. <laughs> they're, they're going I was I was really impressed by the uh, animation in the owl, and I think there's a lot that of chair shattering that glass. The chair, well, oh, that yeah. chair wasn't quite as good as the owl, but yeah, and then when the when the ball shattered, it kind of like boop, just yeah. like popped there. I think uh, you know other directors should take note and maybe start to use this. I think those are very helpful smart money tips. <laughs> Something I'd like to do is just take a moment and I'm going to rattle off the names of a few characters or attempt to rattle off the names of a few characters and if I could just get one word responses from, okay. from each of you. Sarah. Uh, fantastic. Angsty. Goblin King. Red. Bangs. Headless, freaky orange one. Acid. Disturbing. Ludo. Stupid. Stink. <laughs> Higgle bottom. <laughs> oh, that's a little dwarf guy. Huggle. Boring. 
conflicted. Little worm. Yorkshire. Bite size. Sarah's dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, losing the we're like five seconds. Caring. Peacemaker. <laughs> Merlin. Unreliable. Fucking coward. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see if I can remember any others. <laughs> I, I think that, that that was the most... Goblin number six. <laughs> goblin number six. There were so many, I mean, how about that goblin posse with the big helmets? Uh, throw away. Easily defeatable. The Carfax Fox. <laughs> Gallant. Yeah. Okay. What about the, uh... Toby. Uh, Toby. Oh, the, the, the cause of all this nonsense. A aggravating. Yeah. Despicable. Stupid. Uh, Ex worthless. Expendable. <laughs> Expendable. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, a bird-headed wise man. Confusing. Confusing yeah. Wait, are we talking about the bird or the wise man? Oh, that's a good, good question. Because the bird, I would say, frustrated. Okay, but the wise man? Sleepy. Sleepy. Yeah, those are, those are good. That's good analysis. What about the little fetuses on the sticks? The demon fetuses? <laughs> the devil's fetus. Um, hungry. Snappy. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Fifteen minutes to go. <laughs> Alright. Um, Let's go over it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what did you think of the puppetry? What did you think of the the, the puppet effects, Henson uh, Henson's studio? Well, it's incredible to be able to. I mean, I think we were spoiled as children with with shows like Sesame Street or The Muppets, where just in small doses we we get these puppets to, but to have a full length feature film where you can actually connect mm -hmm. on an emotional level with a puppet. Yeah, amazing. I, I mean, we, we don't get that in, in films anymore. All we have now is CGI. No yeah. one is going to make films with puppets anymore. And I think we need to recognize how unique a film like Labyrinth is there in that regard. A weird gap where, like, puppets got pretty good towards the end of the 80s. Right. And then CGI was really bad in the 90s. Right. <laughs> and then it finally got good in the 2000s. But, like, there was... We clearly stepped back in the 90s where CGI wasn't good enough to replace puppets, but mm -hmm. yeah. puppets were sort of passe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I appreciated the, I don't know if either of you saw the latest Muppet movie that came out last year with Jason Siegel, where they actually brought back all the original Muppeteers and, and Muppets. No. It's, it's a good homage to this great, great art form. This whole movie is a trip. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else to, to say. What was favorite scenes? Pop, pop. Um... I think as the world falls down, the masquerade ball. Masquerade I mean, it, ball. It, it left me more unsettled. Eyes, eyes wide shut. Yeah, kind. Yeah, I mean yeah. that the, the whole the whole thing was unsettling. I mean, she has gone from like a fifteen year old to like a really attractive chick in a in a dress, and there's this <laughs> seduction theme and lots of you know, staring. Yeah, and then like these sort of like sexually ravenous people all around her, like yeah. clutching her, grabbing her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it 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 it, it excited me. <laughs> what, what, what did you think of like the, the you know spoiler alert but at the end the uh, the exchange between 
between the Goblin King and, and Sarah. You know, he says things along it the lines of like, no you know, I want you to fear me, and yeah. then like I will dominate you, and you will control me, and but you I can do whatever you want, <laughs> and I'll be your slave. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very uh, sexualized. It's sexualized, but it also speaks to this broader problem I had with, with any any of the songs or or a lot of the dialogue um, between Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie just didn't really make that much sense. Like Did it, it have just to? wasn't really coherent. Did and it have to? Yeah. It should have. Feel it on an emotional level. Well <laughs> I, I I guess so. I, I, I just wasn't again, I just I was so excited by this movie, but my brow was furrowed throughout it. It's very weird. It's a very weird movie. And I feel like kids' movies now would never be like this. No, they would There's start a dark out edge slower. To it. They would yeah. start out much slower. I mean, I think right from the word go with this film, about, you know... Into the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, immediately, immediately. And I... Yeah, within 15 minutes, we're in a very weird place in this movie. Yeah. And we don't leave. <laughs> no. Even, even in the end. And there's no context. <laughs> there's no context. I mean, she seems... Like, there, there's... I mean, yes, she was reading this book, Labyrinth, you know. But I, it just didn't make sense to me why she wasn't going out of her friggin' mind. She was very cool with she, it. Yeah. She was, she oh, was yeah. totally chill. She kind of knew what to do. Yeah, yeah. She, you know. she was kind of enjoying it. Do you think yeah. it was all a dream? I mean, I was thinking it was all a dream until... The well, trash lady came in. Well, The garbage. No. Yeah, mound. the hoarder. The hoarder. <laughs> no, no, I've seen her in my nightmares before. But, okay. But at the very end, when uh, you see that it wasn't a dream, mm. it was just a, a terrible uh, drug trip. Yeah. And she's never coming back. She's never coming back. I mean, when you see, spoiler alert, wow! You know, when you see her dancing in her actual bedroom with these monsters, it's it's sad. Friends, you can never leave the labyrinth. It's it's really sad. To the end of her days. It's gonna it's gonna haunt me. <laughs> Red Bandit, favorite scene? Um Well I, I can I can say my worst scene. Okay, yeah, please. <laughs> I would say too. the McGesher scene where okay. she's chasing the baby up and down staircases for about five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Drags on a little bit too long. I felt that way about a few of the scenes, frankly. Actually, I would say a good scene is right in the beginning where the first David Bowie song, you're sort of, you're not creeped out by the songs yet. You're sort yeah. of getting into it. Yeah. He's throwing up a baby. The goblins are throwing the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's having a good time. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder what came, came of that baby. Is that a trivia fact there? Um, I, I don't know. For some me... reason, that baby was familiar to me. Was he, was he used in anything else? Was he like in Ghostbusters 2 or something? I, I thought he kind of looked like that, but uh, actually that he, came out later. he looks like Lord Vigo from Good <laughs> um, And yeah. that just can't, temporally, that just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, viewers. Yeah, yeah, the crack research team Toby is on it. Toby is Toby Froud. Actually, his name is Toby. He's known for Labyrinth, Inside the Labyrinth. Is that a sequel? Must be a making of documentary. Uh, <laughs> and Hollywood Treasure. He's from... Uh, he plays himself. That, that must be a documentary yeah. as well. Um, Quite the career. <laughs> his name is Toby Froud, and to he's from peaks, London. London he's so young. He's yeah. British? Yeah. yeah oh, I British, could tell. British I could tell. You think that was so he'd understand David Bowie? I guess. Probably. 
Was he one of Bowie's illegitimate children, or is there a no, connection there? No, 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 he wasn't one of those. Okay. Is Bowie? Actually, though, he apprenticed at the Muppet Workshop in New York City later in life. Oh. He also apprenticed in New Zealand on the set of the Lord of the Rings films. He can juggle fire. <laughs> he can walk on stilts. Huh. Sky's the limit. It's got to be hard to peak so early in your career. <laughs> He recently performed the effects for a live television Scissor Sisters concert. <laughs> what is Scissor Sisters? <laughs> it's some shitty British man. Weird. All right. Well, I think we're ready to give uh, final thoughts and grades, unless you guys have any other thing to throw out man, on the table before this is that. Tough. Yeah. There's just so many disparate elements of this. I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't see too many movies nowadays that give you a swift and immediate kick in the pants like this one does. I thought Jennifer Connelly's performance was was fantastic considering her age and inexperience at that point in her career. And David Bowie, I mean, David Bowie, um, you know, what can I say? I give this movie a solid A. Wow. Wow. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> it's about two letter grades above anything you've done before. What can I say? Uh, I'm going to say A minus. I think it's, it's really good. Great costumes, great music, great framing of the package. Um, <laughs> good employment opportunities for the little people community. Yeah, that was um, something we neglected to get into. Yeah. Um, overall, great. Uh, a little. A little too trippy for me. It yeah. was a lot to take in, but it's good. It makes you think, and I'll, I'll be digesting this movie for a while. Well, I think I'm going to go with a B plus. Whoa. I, uh, Everything is reversed. <laughs> and that's what happens in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, was, I was very foggy the whole time. I was lost and confused and yeah. what was up was down, what was down was up and I, you know, those such those, a pity. Those 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 car those doors that talked and the knockers and the, oh, the cards. Even talk about that. The cards, yeah. I, I I was doing my best to keep up, but I was very quickly overwhelmed by mm -hmm. the enormity of, of the labyrinth and and just the, the the lack of clear structure and rules was was really overwhelming. And I think the it's knowledge, the, the, the knowledge that if I were in her situation, I'd still be lost, mm -hmm. and Toby would be lost and become uh, a rising king. It was very yeah. unsettling to me. And McGonagall, the the troll guy, like he would still be a power uh, a coward. There would have been no growth for him because I would have been you know no character arc. Yeah, yeah. And I probably wouldn't have even gotten far enough to meet Ludo, who I really wish I had as a friend in real life because I think that Ludo is is a real trooper. Friend. On that note, this has been the possum time. Hey Possum Times fans, Double T's here. You can reach out to the Possum Times gang via email at possumcast at gmail.com and via Twitter at possumcast. Let me, the Red Bandit, and Pop Pop know what you're thinking. Suggestions for movies to review are welcome.